right, Steven, I think they're ready for us. You ready? After all. So what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of We Got Next. Um, we always appreciate you guys tuning in, listening to us every single week. So the six men and women out there, thank you all, all the time uh, for listening to the Quick Slants, the Spaces, and our Wednesday Faithful podcast episode that we have. Before we dive into anything, Stephen, what you've been having recently with the Quick Slants? Uh, so last week did a little bit of a, a different uh, different look. Did like an all Penn State team. For those who listened, for those who um, gave me some feedback, I actually got more feedback than I was expecting. So that's kind of cool. Um, this week, I really don't know what we're going to talk about. You know, I was texting you earlier, like, I don't really know what's going on lately. Like, nothing's mm-hmm. really nothing's really happening. Um, we've got the NHL playoffs. We've got the NBA playoffs. Baseball is in full swing. We'll talk about the Angels here coming up. Um, but there's not really, like, a lot to dive into. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll probably dive into – Dive into the playoffs and try and come up with another another little bit of good content. Um, still trying to get Jay Hale on. Just schedules are always, you know, all over the place for us with work and kids and work and kids and work and kids. So um, mm-hmm. kind of how it goes. But hoping to get him on soon. And then, um, yeah, you know, we'll just dive into the playoffs and just kind of try and generate generate more content for the for the peoples, you know. The homies. Yes, sir. Yeah, the homies. Hey, you got homies. The homies, the homies all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you go bowling this week? Did I? No, I didn't. Oh, so I went down to ODU um, on Monday because one more of my homies. old bosses. Yeah, more homies. But these are not real homies. These are old coworkers. Oh. So, but I went down there. Yeah, I went down there because one of my former bosses, she was retiring. Um, so I said, let me end up like going down there. And I got to see the stadium for ODU so it used to be SP Ballard I don't know if they still call it that but so the football stadium they did a lot to around the area stuff like that so I'm looking into seeing um when we can go down there or if I can get tickets and stuff like that because I want to go to a game that's something I told myself we have to start going to games like that because it's one of those feel-good stories especially with them making it to the Sun Belt so that's what I did Monday. So no bowling. I'm hoping to end up going back bowling next Monday, if anything. Um, for everyone else that's been listening to the space and stuff like that, thank you guys. We just did a giveaway this past week, and we're going to have four different people on this upcoming week on the spaces. So we're still continuing with it. Some of the people here, you're going to hear it first before I report, release it out. But we'll have Solaris, who's working on the metaverse play. We'll have Magnum AI. Um, who basically gives you that nostalgic feel to old video game characters that we all used to know and love and like a salute to different um, NFTs that are out there, but also cartoon anime characters. So they have one that's like Naruto. Um, We do have OG Atadia. That's going to be another one that's there. So stay tuned for them. Don't want to release and drop everything that's going to be coming out, but I am excited for this upcoming episode. It'll be the eighth one, so I'm really happy that we've continued it with that. But without further ado, we haven't done the fast break in a while, and I have two for Stephen today. I don't know if he's seen them. So the first one, Stephen, I want to know your thoughts as a parent, then I want to know your thoughts as what your children would think if they were in this moment. Okay. Okay. I did see this. You did? I did see see this. I did see it. Let it run, but I'll I'll give you my thoughts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so do yeah. you want to tell everybody a background <clears throat> um yeah so this birthday party um as you can read by that caption right there uh or for those who are, are not watching uh it says we hired a dinosaur to show up at my son's birthday party it didn't go as planned lol and basically <laughs> like there's there's like dress up dinosaurs that people can jump into and like those random blow up costumes and everything but this one looks like this is like an actual looking T-Rex. real, like real life T-Rex type of thing. And, um, you know, without, without head, like without knowing what's coming, you know, to, like to the party, they, like you, like you can't prepare for something like this. Oh, and, no. and, and, and like the kids look young in this mm-hmm. birthday party. So like, I can only imagine, you know, their mindset is birthday party, we're going to have cake. We're going to eat a lot. You know, we're going to play games, all that kind of shit. And then, you know, Jurassic Park shows up and like shit just gets out of control. And you'll hear instantly what the reaction is from the kid. Like instantly. 
as soon as that thing crosses that that threshold and comes into like this room, you will hear an instant reaction that you'll never forget. And like, I'll tell as you, as soon as they pass those two women, it's a wrap. Yeah, and I'll tell you my thoughts as a parent afterwards. Okay, so homie just pulled up, came in. I mean, that's like that's like as real life as you can get. So pause. before and we continue, kids trying to escape. My favorite kid in the whole thing of this is this one right there. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. She, she don't know where the hell she going. Don't, don't know where to go. What's going to happen? She's like, nope. fuck it. I'm just leaving. Nope. Uh-oh. Just fell on yep. the couch. And the kids are trapped in the ball pit. Like, <laughs> that dinosaur's going to get them. Uh, no, uh-uh. Like, as a parent, so... It's different, like, it's different with both of my kids. Like, my daughter is scared of, like, everything, basically. And will like, mm. if you blink in the wrong direction, she's going to start crying. So, like, you know, that would probably scare the shit out of my daughter. My son, Mason, loves dinosaurs. Um, so, I don't know how he would react to that. I think at first, I don't know. I think at first he'd probably be terrified. And they would potentially ruin the whole dinosaur experience for him. My, that's my mm-hmm. guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty tough to come back from. Like that's, you know, you can't survive that. Especially like when it's like, when you're like in like that ball pit or like you're in like that. Oh, you're you know, done. Like that bounce house. And like it's, and it's like trying to get inside there. And like, you can't like, where are you going to, yeah. Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? Like, you can't, like your parent, like, and your parents are going to save you. Cause like they all think it's funny. And like, but then you got little, you know, little Billy, little Susie, everyone's screaming their asses off and like just and crying. Mom's not doing nothing. No, mom's mom's too drunk off the off the, the Riesling and dad's get dad's yeah. had too many Budweiser's and like everyone <laughs> just thinks it's funny and like everyone and that's when that's when like the, the parent whose party it is who's like running the party, that's when the parents gotta show up and be like, All right, we got cake, all right, we got cake, we got cake, we got cupcakes, we got pizza, we got you know, we got games, we got toys, like just you know, just get that dinosaur out of there as quickly as possible yeah. so you can wrangle up those kids as quickly as possible because they're all going to be shooting themselves and like no one's like i mean that's going to be and that's also that's, this is another part of, of parenting and i know damn well because this happens all the time for us too like if we go to an event and it's not fun or like we go to an event or like you know billy and susie the, the parents are like you know not doing a good job or any number of different things that make it like a, a less than ideal experience you're, you're talking about it for weeks, mm-hmm. weeks. And then when you see said parents again, you bring it up. Like, do you remember when oh, Billy and yeah. Susie ha- had that party for, for little Jimmy Lipper? Like, yeah, it was a complete, complete disaster. Do yeah. you, you, you remember when that T-Rex showed up and scared the entire party? Yeah, that was awful. Yeah. So this is going to be talked about for a long time at like One upcoming events. And, and all these all these parents are probably friends and all their kids are going to be friends for a long time, probably. So like mm-hmm. it's always gonna be brought up. Someone's gonna have nightmares. Someone's gonna be terrified of dinosaurs. Thank God they're not real or anymore. I don't know how to phrase that, but like, Dog. yeah, this is just uh, as a parent. I know I've been in this. I've been in this situation. I've been in this scenario. Not as bad as like my my kids being terrified of something or being scared to death of something. But yeah, this isn't good for anybody. Kids, parents, yeah. no one. Nope. My final nope. thought with this one is, I was like. So we have the American History Museum, the Natural History Museum right here. I promise you they would not want to go there. Do you want to go see the dinosaurs? Hell no. Absolutely not. I've seen one run at me. Absolutely not. So the other one I have for you, have you seen this one? I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So So I'll let, (laughs) go ahead. We've all, we've all, we've all been on like, been at at these types of indoor, you know, I don't know. to like indoor what are these called like indoor what like i guess bounce houses i i guess like they're not like they're not trampoline parks but there's indoor no. play play places like i don't know what you call them i don't know i don't know what we called them as kids but this is like a this is like the kid version of like the like that mechanical bull riding thing yes that adults yes. That, that adults do when they're drunk so people who are not watching or people who are going to listen to the audio of this it's basically um this like this thing is just going around and around and just taking out kids left and right. Kids have no awareness. Like if they, if, if kids were a video game, were in a video game, their awareness would be at a 50. Like they have no awareness whatsoever yes. of their surroundings. They don't know what's going on. Like having two kids, it's just like, it just doesn't happen. 
So this kid, this poor kid, he can't be older than three or four. And he's just getting laid out by this, like, you know, Ray Lewis, like mechanical thing that just keeps going around and around. It's got like a, you know, like a, I don't know. Like, I don't know what these things are called. It's just, it's not, it's not like a balloon. It's like a, like a giant arm that just keeps going around and around at mm-hmm. pretty good speed and just taking out little Jimmy Lipper. Poor kid's just like getting blindsided by this thing. Every time. Oh. So it was like, all right, once. Then yep. he tries he to get up. back up again. Douche. Like, God damn it. I can't even well, get like, up. Then you, he was like, you, all right, fuck see, it. I, there's it. no point. Like, oh. all right, damn. And like, you can see on it, it says jump and it says duck. <laughs> but like, uh, <laughs> but like he's like he, he's he's going the wrong way so he can't see that it says jump or duck but he's also no. like four so he doesn't know he what to do and he's just get he's just taking it he's just taking it to the face yeah so, poor kid and, and so of course like mom and dad are just standing there filming it which again i would i would be doing the same thing so it's not mm-hmm. like I, I can't say that i'm a better parent than them because i'd be doing the same shit to my kids yeah so those are the two things we haven't done the fast break in a minute. And then especially like things start to slow down. And then also, as you can see here with like the crypto market and stocks taking a huge tumble for many different reasons, we were like, let's end up bringing something with the fast break. Um, so we'll go through this just because a lot of different things have happened. And then we have a new segment that I want to bring up. It's called WTF or fire. And in that section, it's basically going to be Steven is an outside opinion. So he's going to say like, if he thinks that the NFTs are dope or not. And the not is the what the fuck, the fire is like, yo, it's something. But before we get into that, so a lot of things have happened as everyone can tell, um, the crypto market is bad, stocks aren't doing well. And a big reason is of course the Fed uh, talked about raising interest rates. And the reason why they're doing that is so they can kind of pull us into what they call a recession because we were in an inflation and they want prices of all goods to drop. Everyone knows, like you see the gas prices are higher. You see that snicker bar that you want is higher. Everything is higher and they have to figure out a way how they pull it back. Reason being as well, a lot of these jobs aren't going to keep paying you more just because of inflation. Um, You see used car sales are through the roof. You see the housing market is through the roof not financial advice, but the housing market is going to start to pull back. These houses are not going to continue to just shoot up like this. I'm only telling you this from experience because my parents did buy a house during the 2008-2009 crisis or right around that time. So I know firsthand what this does. And then also I've mentioned before where I end up working at, this is what we deal with all the time. It's not one of those things that it's going to be a crash like what happened in the 2008-2009 financial crisis. But talking to many different people, it is something that nothing goes up forever. Like we can all promise you that that's just common sense. Anything that goes up is going to come down. You ask most of the rockets that go up, they're going to come down. So like houses now, they always Yo, like a good, seller's market. Good, and good <laughs> fucking shit, dude. Again, back to back weeks, you're just dropping absolute dimes on people. Oh, my God. Ask the rockets that go up and come down. Wow, Christian. I cannot believe you got a job when you got a job at because of I that. know that is unbelievable. Yeah, so you should you should you should give back your diploma to ODU because of that one. I should. What's crazy is ODU would be like you got that at sports management, so I don't know if that's really helping you with them houses. You got and, that at Sports uh, International, actually. Yeah, I did get that at Sports International. Yeah, so facts. I got a shout out to everyone over there. Shout the out Chucks, the Chads, the Lorpies. But um, the big thing with this is. Two things. One, the crypto market is partially down because of the Fed. But remember, cryptocurrency is universal. It's not just focused on America, although America and Europe, as well, include Canada, are major players within the cryptocurrency market. The huge thing about this is we'll bring twofold into this. The first one is Terra Luna. So Luna is this cryptocurrency right here. Not too long ago, they were sitting at close to $100 um, per Luna token. If you can end up looking at the chart, it basically goes on a straight downward slope. Reason being, they had a UST, which was pegged, not pegged to the dollar, but they had in a way of an algorithmic peg towards the US dollar. So it should have been one-to-one. In a second, I'll show you what it's at. But uh, basically someone with a lot of money um, put a billion dollars into the market. And then they also took out a loan 
and they basically fucked up the algorithmic um, thing when it comes to Luna and then also UST and doing that due to the minting and burning that goes on with Terra and Luna, which allows the price stabilization of UST to remain the same. It fucked it up. And with that, it messed up one side and what happens to the other, it'll mess up the other side. So many things have happened from this. I've heard of some people end up like killing themselves because they took out so much money, put it into Terra Luna and also UST. And they don't have the money because when I show you in a second, it's not a dollar anymore. And then also Luna itself was at $100 on April 26th. And it went as low today as 78 cents, I saw. So within the span of less than a month, it's just dropped off the face of the earth. Now, I've been on record, I've told also clients that I have, I do believe that it will come back. Um, they're still worth over a billion dollars. So that's an important factor in all this. They are at currently $1.7 billion market cap and they've dropped off earth. So that just shows you how much money is still in there. And there's so many VC firms and also so many people that are backing this that it's not going to continue to drop. It will get worse. And also one of the founders did say, it's basically in a downward spiral, but then it'll be able, we'll be able to recover it. You don't want to fix it in the downward spiral. You almost want to let it clear out and then allow it to continue to increase. I, full disclosure, did start to buy some today when it was at a dollar, then I ended up getting it at $2. And when it went up to $4, I was doing something at work, so I didn't get to sell, but I ended up selling when it was around like $2.50. Then I ended up buying back in at $1.70 and it went up to $1.80. Then I sold again. Now I'm waiting for it to hit around 90 to 95 cents and I'll get back in with that. So all in all, just playing around with funny money at work, it was probably $200 I was playing with and I was able to make $100 off of those trades. But I'm saying all that to go into the next thing of UST. And this is the part where a lot of people are kind of skeptical and worried and hesitant because if this is supposed to be pegged to the US dollar, Clearly it's not, it's at 81 cents. But the worst part is it went as low earlier today to 30 cents. So if you thought you could put your $1,000 in here and it was going to stay $1,000 and it went down to 30 cents, that's a problem. Like, so that's why so many people are like, fuck, we took out loans. We took out so many things. We thought we could just keep it in a UST and then continue to get the interest on it. And it dropped. It is recovering. And this is something that I have mentioned. I knew it was going to recover um, just because seeing how the team is and what they're trying to do. They're not trying to scam people, but their algorithm that they had, this allows them a time to end up fixing it. There's been hacks, there's been scams in cryptocurrency. And Luna plays such an important part. Also, for anyone in the DMV area, um, you all know that Luna did sign a partnership with the Washington Nationals. So it looks terrible for the whole cryptocurrency market. If one of the main cryptocurrencies had some shit like this happen and then they just disappear, it looks bad for the MLB as well because they have partnerships with like FTX, they have partnerships with UST and Terra Luna. It looks horrible. So they're believing in them to fix it. And it's something I do believe will happen. They've come so far. I also, when it was at 60 cents for UST, I did put money in because I was like, all right, if it's at 60 cents and I put like $100 in, that's an easy 40% damn near that I'll end up getting from it. So I did do that. And another thing, a full disclosure, but that was the big part I wanted to talk about with that. We'll go over into our new section that we have called WTF or FIRE with Mr. Springer over here. And the first one we have is one of the more popular NFTs that are out there in the Solana NFT space. So I'll go through some of them, Stephen, and I just want to know your thoughts. fire okay fire. okay so currently these are going for 250 some are going for 190 solana some are going for 250 solana um d guys is one of the more popular ones that are in the space currently it's going for 9500 dollars is the cheapest you can buy one of these they have two things called d guides and then they have the dead gods so these are the dead gods where you end up gaining more passive income um, D gods are the first one. They're trying to have a way to get dead gods in different popular like art museums and stuff like that. So that's the first one. We'll go to one that 
it's kind of a controversy. Um, you kind of either love this type of art aspect or you hate it, but this is Solana Monkey Business nope, and it's one. Nope, don't even worry about it. Don't even, <laughs> no, don't even worry. Go back up. Go back up. Don't even worry about it. No, thanks. Next. <laughs> next. So my, my next one out there is a metaverse play that they claim is similar to The Sims. So it's called Yaku. They have a ta- um, suites and they also have motorcycles and they have their avatars. So these are their avatars. Um, pass. No, what the fuck? So nope. that's my other point. I had so much hope for when it comes to Yaku. And then when I saw this, that's the same thing. I thought I was like, you guys took so much time to do this. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I hope you guys have some enhancement to it. I don't know what you're going to do, but that was my thoughts on Yaku. The next one I'll end up bringing up to you is one that gives more like the younger um, 20s type of swag that they have. So it's called Solana Money Boys. No. (laughs) No. 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 Keep going. No, thanks. And the final one is Soul God. So this has been a popular one out there in the space. Better um, be. Yeah. So they put a lot of detail into the artwork. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. I'll take it. So, yeah. And that's yep. the big thing for everyone out there. When this comes out, um, they will have their next collection called The Bridged, which is really dope. And I'm excited to end up seeing how it is. I would show you guys a lot of sneak peeks. It would take too long for me to end up pulling that up. But that's this week's of what the fuck or fire. We'll end up doing this again, probably next week, um, because we'll just show five. There's so many out there. So it's something easy and simple to do. And it's also a way to get people that probably were coming on here just to listen to Steven's takes on sports and stuff. See like the collection side of like the NFT. So you're able to blend like the sports aspect, AKA Steven's field and what the NFT side, AKA what I kind of do. Um, so segueing into out of the NFT stuff, we'll touch on the playoffs because there's a team in the playoffs that has been focused on the NFTs and that is the Warriors. So what are your thoughts one on the series, the Warriors and the Grizzlies, but also then your thoughts on John Moran and actually the injuries that have happened. That's a good way to do it. Do you think it's all purposeful or do you think, they just happen. Um, all right. So question A, thoughts on the thoughts on the series. Well, the series is over because John Morant, second question, John Morant is out uh, for the remainder of the playoffs. So yeah. even if somehow, by the grace of God, I mean, the Warriors are up 3-1, um, uh, you know, yeah, they're, they're going to win. The series is over. The, the, the Grizzlies don't have any firepower to keep up with with them. Um, even if the Warriors had an off night, which they did the other night, and they did. the just didn't have John Morant, they still lost. I mean, they only lost by, I think, three. Um, but nonetheless, like... Because <laughs> Dylan Brooks. Yeah, your boy. Um, wow. You, <laughs> you can't... But you can't... Like, you can't anticipate that happening for the Warriors again. So that series is over. Um, you know, obviously, you hope John Morant comes back healthy and <clears throat> next year and all that kind of good stuff. Um, injury-wise... Look, man, I think I think there's if there's a, like if it's one of those series like that's happening like that series is or like even like the um, the uh, Suns and the Mavs, like there's definitely some animosity between the between the two teams. I think the Suns and the Mavs specifically, that series, those teams hate each other because mm-hmm. I think, I think a, because the Suns are the corniest team in the league. I think B like this, if you had to give me the Suns or the Mavs over the next 10 years, I'm taking the Mavs, yeah. not the Suns. I think the Suns, I think if, and I go and if we can, I can, I'll throw in the MVP race too. I think, I think also there's like a, the Suns are like the, the best team in the league this year by default, kind of like the, like how Jokic won the MVP last year. He won it this year. I think there's like a by default type of asterisk next to it because of 
there's two there's two teams and there's two names from those from like both conferences that are missing from this season and you, that's LeBron and, and KD. And like if those two are in if those two guys are healthy in playing a full season or playing 72 to 82 games, Jokic is not winning the MVP. Mm-hmm. And most likely the Suns are not talked about as the best team in, in the West or the best team in the league because it's probably going to be the Lakers or it's probably going to be the, the Nets. So I think there's like a – no one wants to give the Suns credit that they might be due because, like, you look at last year, it's like, again, same situation as last year. Jokic wins MVP, same situation. Like, you had all those guys who are out. So I think there's, like, one of those types of deals. But the injury-wise, I think that – the injury that happened to John Moran, so he got hurt on two different – one one play in particular, which mm-hmm. was he was jumping at Clay Thompson and it looked like he went knee on thigh or knee on, you know, whatever, like knee to knee. Um, so I think there was, you know, that happened. That's not like ill intent on, you know, John Morant trying to, you know, jump at Clay, he's trying to block a shot, whatever, getting his get in the way. Uh, I think what Jordan Poole did, I think you can definitely look at that to some degree and say, like, like what was like, what was he really doing though? You know? I know, yeah. Like he wasn't going for the ball, or like at, at least in my personal opinion, it didn't look like he was specifically going for the ball. Like I know he didn't like. It's not like he grabbed his entire. It's not like he reached around and grabbed the other side of his knee, but he did. Like you know, he grabbed a knee. I think he maybe was going for the ball, but like, like you pushed him up top. You did like it did like one of those deals where like it rotates the wrong way. It looked in slow mo, it looked a lot worse than it probably really was. Mm-hmm. And did that do anything to like enhance the injury for John Morant? Who the hell knows? We, we don't know. Like people can say no, but like what, what do we know? We're not doctors, we're not orthopedic surgeons. So I think the injuries, if you if you watch some of the injuries that do happen, I think there's definitely some intent. Yeah. Like right. Yeah, there's like there's there's like I said, there's bounties like we're watching like the like the Saints play, but like I know I don't know what do you think though? I think there's like if you watch the injuries, there's definitely some like shit, dude. Like Julian Poole is like is an important player to the Suns uh, to the Warriors. Yeah, I agree. But like he's how like, he's probably what the fourth most important player on that team. They can yeah. win a title, but they can win a title without him. They can win they a game did. without him. They can win a series without him. So like you know it's happened in sports before where you're like, Hey, Christian, you're a little man on the totem pole. Why don't you mm-hmm. go here and try and try and, you know, ruffle some feathers or try and take a cheap shot on, on, on Steven or try and do that. Like, yeah. Like you're not like, you know, I, I definitely think there's some intent to some injuries that are not all of them. Of course, some of them are freak injuries, but I think sure. Like there's definitely some intent and some were yeah. doing pool when he saw that John was out for the remainder of the playoffs. Some were doing pool was smiling. I'm yeah. Sure. Right. So my first thought is I'm glad you brought up the doctors and the orthopedic surgeons, because I don't know why I do this, but I was on Twitter. Then I was listening oh, to boy. YouTube and there was like doctors that were explaining um, the whole Jordan Poole pulling. And they said it wasn't strong enough for it to do yeah, no, a lot it, of it damage right. because like he kind of tried to cup it and like the hand like glided by. So it was one of those that they said he would have had to like turn it more for like substantial damage but of course like you don't know what happened beforehand like on the other play um that can play a factor right i know that they're yeah no i was gonna say like, you don't know like how like going into like being like you know like, i think i want i watch the same videos that you watched and there's always like that doctor that comes on after a player gets injured and says mm-hmm. here's how here's what happened with that injury or here's why it might be significant you don't know where john moran's knee now they said it was a bone bruise Okay. Yeah. So bone bruise is like fucking what's his name? Um, um, uh, dude for the Lakers, Chris Chris Nunn, right? Is that his name? Right. Mm-hmm. He was out for the whole season, banging his knee on the, on on a, on a coffee table, right? Yeah. In, in a bone bruise, he was out for like the entire season. So who knows? Like with that, but like you know, if his knee was like injured, you know, how far along his knee was injured when he ran into Clay Thompson. And like, like I said, he didn't like reach around and like grab like the inside of his knee and like pull it. He barely got like the kneecap, but mm-hmm. that might've been enough to like, you know, 
cause a little bit more damage. We don't, again, who the, who the hell knows? Like, we're all just like, we're all just trying to generate content here. Like we're doing exactly right now. We're just trying to yeah. kill some time talking about this, but what do you, yeah. like, you know, what are your, what are your extra thoughts on that? So those are your boys. Like that's your boy, right? What's crazy is someone what, texted me like right the in homies. the middle of this saying, well, yeah, one of the homies <laughs> said, all right, so since the Grizzlies are out, who, what are your thoughts? And my big thing is one, Dylan Brooks shot too many damn threes. He he's needed gotta, to stop gotta, shooting threes. He's got to change his hair. Yeah, he's got to do something. Jaron Jackson should not be taking that last shot in the game. That 1,000% should have been Desmond Bain. I don't know why Jaron Jackson did that, but that's also why John Morant is the leader of that team. There's no damn reason why your big ass needs to be shooting three with Draymond Green and you're, you're not Kevin Durant. He had that one good game. He had that yes. one good game, and that yes. was that was. And it. he should have continued to drive. But if you notice, he only did very well if Draymond wasn't on him. When Draymond was on him, Draymond had him out the paint. Um, I think that's another big thing. My other thought is don't be surprised if they win this game tonight. So as of this recording, um, the game hasn't come on yet, but by the time you see it, you'll hear these thoughts afterwards. I wouldn't be surprised if they win this game because they should have won last hey. game. Uh, the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies huh. should have won the other. They were winning for the whole damn game until the end, and momentum shifted. But even when momentum shifted, they still could have ended up winning the game. They made stupid decisions. They had no person to go to. Everyone was like, I'm the captain now. Like, no, you guys were not. I think the two best players in that game were Tyus Jones and Jaron Jackson when they did what they were supposed to do. Desmond that's Bain, not a good thing. That's not a good thing. Not exactly. A good, not a good thing. Yeah, when Desmond Bain is supposed to be like your second leading scorer and stuff, but the Warriors had their off night. That's the bad thing. Like you saw the game, they missed so many threes. That was not normal. And then when you had Steph Curry smiling with his mouthpiece out of his mouth at the free throw line, I was like, shit, yeah, it's over. Yo, like, I'm one- telling you right now, if it's if it's Suns and Warriors in the conference finals, I'm not watching. <laughs> I will tell you, I will tell you right now, I'm not watching. If it's the Suns and the Warriors, I'm any, any, I'll I'll say this to, I'll say this on, on the next quick slants. I'll tweet it out, whatever, Facebook, Instagram, everything. I if it's the Suns and the and the Warriors in the conference finals, I am not watching. I, I will I will catch the highlights, but I will not watch it. No chance. So I did say whoever wins this series is going to go to the finals. I think the Phoenix Suns are doing good. I just feel as though the Warriors are kind of gelling. A little bit. They're not where they were because Clay Thompson saw us to get his feet under him. But that's my thoughts on that one. The Warriors are going to come out with the series. They have too many opportunities. You have three chances to win one game. They're going to do it. Yep. Whereas the Grizzlies can't lose the game. So that's my thoughts on that one. Christian with it, with it. Okay. Man, dude, you have you are a mathematician. No wonder you're in the industry you're in, dude. You are a whiz. Holy so, shit. The Suns and the Mavs, we talked about that one. Um, the next one yeah. is the Bucks and the Celtics. Shout out to Al Horford turning back the clock. He is uh, the only one from that Gators team. Yeah, I didn't see – Um, I was watching the game a little bit earlier. I didn't see what the score is right now. It's uh, I think it's halftime. It is – no, it's fourth quarter. Oh, wait, shit, fourth quarter, sorry. It's 101-95 uh, Celtics. Um, Giannis has 34. Mm. It's funny. Al Horford has six points. Damn. Wow. That also, like, that also, the, the playoffs are when, like, you know, the, the you know, the, the real deal. Real deal. So, I think it also, like, the playoffs are when the primetime players come out, right? And that's when you expect all the guys like Giannis. Giannis isn't having like the best playoff run, but he's all he's putting up numbers. He's his his average is, is solid. Um, mm-hmm. Luca, same deal. They might not be winning every game. He not he might not be having the best percentages, but he's also putting up numbers. Um, I think it just like it just shows how many elite players like we think there are but then how many elite players there really aren't in the league mm-hmm. because like it's it's cool man like you can average 25 and 30 in the you know in the uh, in the regular season but like 
you know, it, it only matters if you do it in the, in the postseason. So like, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys I feel like who go through the playoffs and like, they don't even like Jaws had, even Jaw had like, there was like minimum games, like you, especially against the, against the T-Wolves, he wasn't yes. doing great. So it's like, you see all these guys, like we've seen J- Jason Tatum is now like, you know, climbing that, you know, he has, he is third tonight. So it's like, it's always interesting to see like how these guys, I think the playoffs are when obviously these guys take that next step and become mm-hmm. elite players. Like Devin Booker, I mean, he's putting up, I hate him, but like he's putting up crazy numbers and he's yeah. doing super, super well percentage wise. You know, he's, he, I think he's, he scores in most or in the regular season, probably in the playoffs too, most points in the first quarter. So like, it's always, it's always interesting to see where X, X player goes from, from the regular season to the postseason and like the drop off that they might have and like how that like, you know, impacts their team and everything. So it's always interesting to see how that goes, but shout out to Al Horford for turning back the clock last game, but then yeah. dropping a six piece tonight. This game. Whereas like, again, Giannis had almost a, a, a 30 and 20 game last, last the other night. And he's got almost 30 tonight. looks like they might lose, which shows how important Chris Middleton is. I didn't think he was that important. I didn't think he was like, I know, you know, an all NBA guy, but like they need his, you know, 22, 20, 25 points a game and really good defense. But like, you're not getting that from Drew Holiday, unfortunately. Grayson Allen might give you 18 once a series. Brooke Lopez doesn't exist. You know, who else are you going to rely on? So it's always, it's always, I mean, that's why I like the Warriors. Like if I had to pick a team to, to win it all, I'd probably pick the Warriors. Yeah. Right? That make that, that makes them, but Boston plays great defense. But like, can you rely on Jalen Brown for an entire seven game series? It's, it seems like he's getting there, but like, I'm, you know, if you gave me hundred dollars to bet, I'd probably say, I'd probably say Warriors and 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 six against whoever. Only other team. I just don't want the Suns to win. I just can't. I can't. I can't handle that. They're not going to. Only other team I could see that could win are the Heat because I feel as if I totally Duncan Robinson, huh? I said I totally forgot about them. Yeah, if Duncan Robinson can be on and Tyler Hero can be on, they can. Duncan Robinson could go toe-to-toe with them when he's on. Tyler Hero, six-man of the year. I don't know. Jimmy Butler will be able to play defense on either one. You know that that's what he wants to do. Play against either one of them? Oh, absolutely. And he'll take this one more serious than even the bubble. Like, you get to play against the Warriors? Oh, hell yeah. So, And he won't be tired because they won't have, like, just bubble time. They'll be able to breathe. But those are, like, my – the last thoughts with that one. So we'll finish off with the angels. Um, I wanted to bring this up for multiple reasons. One, I saw the game when Shohei Otani had the two home runs, but also when him and Trout basically went back to back with their home runs. So I know you've always been a big Trout fan and always hoped that they would have a good team. And we knew last year that, all right, if it just clicks, this can be good. Not saying like Albert Pujols leaving was a big reason for this, but what are your thoughts now on, angels not so the happy. anaheim angels i'm so happy like mike trout deserves this i know everyone loves so- shohei otani i know everyone you know is like you know blown away by what he can do on the mound at the plate um but i think mike trout being you know uh, i don't know if you want to call him the face of major league baseball but i think he's you know one of those guys who every fan looks at but you know, if they if you played for I, I would say if you played for literally any other team, especially if he was on the East Coast, mm-hmm. he would, you know, he would be way more um popular and way more appreciated than he is today. And I think if you you know the like the like the true baseball fans and true sports fans know how great and how elite he really is. But I think the Angels doing good and then, you know, getting probably more ESPN games or, you know, Fox games or whatever going going forward, um, I think only helps them. And they're, they're a really good team. I think they have the fourth fourth or fifth, fourth or fifth best record in the league heading into today. Um, so I'm so happy for, for them. Um, you know, I'm a Pirates fan, so, like, I always need another team to root for because the Pirates suck. <laughs> Um, but they also the Pirates got won the series today against the Dodgers. So shout out to the Pirates. That's a big thing. But yeah. I um 
I'm just really happy for the Angels and Mike Trout specifically. I feel like I've been a lifelong Angels fan for like three years. So I'm just like, I'm like, I feel good about, I feel good about where we are, you know, I feel good about where we are, you know, I'm, I'm so happy for us, you know, I'm so happy so, for the homies, you know, I prefer the homies, <laughs> the homies so dude. my couple thoughts on baseball. Number one, I can't start this off without saying the Bronx Bombers are in first place in the whole league. Um, but the Anaheim Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim yeah. are basically second place in the American League, which is something that was unheard of for years. Like if you told people in the beginning, the Los Angeles Angels would be in second place overall and first place in their division, you would be like, get the hell out of here. Like that wasn't something that was going to happen. Although this is so great for Trout because Mike Trout for years, we knew who he was one because of the contracts two because you saw his potential but baseball is one of those sports where you can be as amazing as you want to be, but if the rest of the players on your team aren't, it don't mean nothing. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Let me ask you this. Like, so obviously him and Shohei Otani are, are two of the best players in the league. Like, mm-hmm. it's one of those things, I think, there's like a psychology behind it because if you look at it, like if you're any other player, like if you're any other player on any other team and you're – the best player on the team and you're like one of the best players in the league, but the rest of your team is dog shit. You know, you're either a going to want to get out of there or B you might not like, you know, your day-to-day execution of like you being a professional athlete might be like significantly less than what it you know, would be if you were on like the Dodgers, you know, for example, just picking trout out. Mm-hmm. Um, like you look, you look at Andrew McCutcheon when he was on, on the pirates. Yeah. Far and away the best player on, on that team. He was a league. He was a national league MVP at one at one point, and he was mm-hmm. elite for them. But like the Pirates sucked dick. <laughs> they, like, they were awful, bro. They've been awful for a long time. They had like that three year run where they made the playoffs and like they did well, but like they just they they sucked. They like traded away. They they let me cut. They let them go. They gave yeah. away all their other team uh, players. They traded away a lot of their you know rising rising young young talent for nothing. So. You know, I can see why players don't want to come back to situations like that. But like, shout out to Mike Trout for sticking with it, signing that contract. Obviously, he was going to get it. Angels had no choice but to give him that money. But like, you know, and we've seen his numbers that he's put up so far in his career. They're you know insane. But like, do you think there's like a a, a part of him now that's like, all right, me and and Shohei, we're clicking. We're going to do what we do. We're going to kick ass. Otani is going to do it on the mound as well, which is like we've talked we talked about this last season. Like that's another incredible thing that like people don't even they don't want, realize like, they don't even want to discuss how significant it is that he's doing both those things, which is mm-hmm. mind blowing. But like, all right, so him and him and Trout will be doing their thing. MVP candidates, maybe a Cy Young candidate in there. Otani was the AL MVP last year, which like people might forget about, but it's like. There's probably there has to be like a part of that Trout's like, all right, we got a team that can not only make the playoffs, but make a run of the playoffs. Yeah. And me and Shohei are gonna do our thing. So everyone else is gonna follow our juice because we're more juiced up. So I think that's like even another added layer to like getting to a deeper level of how significant it is that like they're doing well. You know, they're gonna start getting a crowd and like generating more fans and like you know, it's gonna be them and the Dodgers, and it's gonna be a race for LA and like you know, what if they can play in the world series and that whole thing. It's like, you know, again, I just feel, I, I just feel so good for the boys. feel so good for the mm-hmm. homies, you know, I feel I know, good for, for the homies, Mike, Mike Trout, future friend of the show. You know, I just feel, I, I feel good for us. You know, I feel good for us. So my last and thoughts on that. Well, two things. One, uh, Trout is 30 years old and Otani is 27. So that does bear well for the future. Um, of them the other thing is for everyone out there that does follow MLB far and away the best division in baseball currently right now is the NL West every single team is above 500 that also is a loaded division that's not fair at all because they have the Padres the Dodgers and they have the Giants so for you to have those three California teams it's already not fair and then the Rockies are in last place but they're above 500 they're the only division that has that. Um, so those are my last thoughts on that. So pay attention to that division because it's going to be really tough when it comes to the wild card. Although they implemented more spots for the wild card, 
a lot of those spots are probably just going to go to the NL West. Lastly, what that is, it's so funny how Bryce Harper signed with the Phillies and they have been not shit. So it kind of just exposed that whole thing because you thought, oh, Phillies are going to be nice. Yeah, the only thing nice is his bank account. Um, other than that, it hasn't really yeah. been anything. But speaking of bank accounts, we are going to end with this. And every single time we're going to try and do a, I wouldn't really call it a would you rather, but I'll give you like two options of different things. So this week is going to be, would you prefer or want to, you can think in terms of you by yourself, or you can think of with the family, would you want to live in a $1 million apartment that is in the city? So like in the heart of a city like LA, New York City, anything like that, or have a $1 million house in the suburbs? You're asking me this. Mm -hmm. And remember, um, you're going to get like an apartment or a condo if you're in the city. Ah, uh, dude, a $1 million house in the, in the suburbs. Okay. No, no question about it. Yeah. I think so, if you asked me five years ago, though, I'd probably say in the city. Really? Because like my lifestyle has changed so much, though. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know what you're going to say. I feel like you're going to go city, right? No. No, you're going to say suburbs? Yes. Oh, wow. I think it's also like, for me, at least, like, my lifestyle has changed so much, though. Well, like, five years ago, before kids, oh, dude, I'm taking that million-dollar pound in the city, especially if I'm, like, if I'm if I'm not married or, like, and no kids, and, like, we can go out and, like, like, you got a million-dollar pad in the city. And, like, I don't know if you've seen some of those million-dollar pads in, like, New York City or whatever. But like, that's the thing. They're not a million dollars. That's where the trick of the question is. Because a million dollars in New York City it's not going to get you as far as no other it's places. Not, not, yeah. not even close. But I think now I would definitely take like, I mean, you've, you've been in my neighborhood. You've been in some mm -hmm. parts of my neighborhood. You've seen some of the houses in my neighborhood like that are upwards of a million dollars. Sign me up for exactly. that. No yeah. question about it. Again, five years ago, I'm probably taking the city because I don't know any better. But now I'm like, yeah, I will be sure. I'll, yeah. Suburbs by the pool and like a yard and like exactly. a dope patio, a dope deck, a sweet basement. Yes. And no shitty neighbors. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So that's my same thoughts. One also for everyone, I probably said this in the beginning, but I grew up, I was born and grew up like in New York. So whenever people are like, yo, let's go to New York. I'm like, no, I don't really want to go back there <laughs> no. to do like the traffic and everything like that. It's cool to go visit rarely, but I'm not trying to go there every single year. My big reason for a million dollars in this city is just the space. I think that's something I've appreciated and wanted. So I won't tell everybody again exactly where I live, but I don't live in DC. I live kind of on the outskirts. The reason being, you get more for your money here than you do if you are in D.C. So I can easily just go to D.C., hop on a train or do whatever. And it's one of those things of I appreciate the space and also seeing what a million dollars in the suburbs can get you. And you can just drive your ass to the city. Oh, I'd rather do that than be in the city. One, imagine if you really did have something serious, like you wanted to study or something like that. Shit, you ain't going to do no studying right there in the damn city. You're going to hear everything. But also a million dollars might not get you the view. If I had a million dollars city view and I had a valet person I was going to pull up my car every single time, I never had to worry about anything with my car. I didn't have to not worry about animals. All right, maybe I'll consider it. You're going to have to give me a lot of damn space. But that's kind of the big thing um, with that. So that's what we have for this week. Next week, I'll have something else out there. But what you got for everyone? That's a Rudy Gobert. God, that's, that's it. He did say that's that. it. Shout out. Oh I'm not even like I'm not, I don't want to talk about it. It just makes me so angry. He really like it just makes it makes me so angry just that he would that he would say, and like I get all right. So I'm, I will talk about it. So like the, I get why he said it, and he he kind of expanded on what he thought. Like, you know, if I'm not gonna say that, then like, you know, you have to have confidence, right? Yeah, you gotta have confidence. Like he's a three time defensive player of the year for a reason. Got confidence going up against literally anybody in the league. But to say that you would lock down Shaq, maybe maybe now, maybe lock down Shaq now, sure. But like prime Shaq, Laker Shaq, no fucking chance. Yeah. There's no, no centers out there even now that you could say, all right, you know what? He probably wouldn't be able to lock down the Shaq. Only, like, the only player that I have ever seen, and this is just like for me watching basketball, um, the only player that I've seen 
I'm not even gonna say lockdown Shaq. The only player that's like given Shaq quote unquote problems with Ben Wallace. Mm-hmm. Ben Wallace, four time defensive player of the year. Ben Wallace is like six nine, but he was like two ninety. Yeah. And just like all muscle. So he could at least like, you know, I don't know how to even describe it. Like he could like do something with Shaq. Shaq would mm-hmm. still average probably like 25 and 10 against him. But like Gobert's like 7-3, sure, huge, long arms, great defensive, you know, presence right there, all the blocks. But Shaq would back him down, eat him along the way, and then dunk mm-hmm. all over him, and then run yeah. down the other court. Like that, like, he has no shot at him. No shot. Yeah. So shot Only shot one I could say thinking that though. possibly is Dwight Howard. Prime Dwight Howard. Yes. Prime yeah. Dwight Howard. Prime Not Dwight. now. Yeah. Prime. Prime Dwight, Dwight Howard now is too lean. Like, you need, like, bigger Dwight Howard. Yeah, well, Lando Magic Dwight something. Howard would actually be, you know, I, I Shaq would still give him buckets. Yes. Yeah. But like, there's literally nobody in league history that could Absolutely ever not. stop, that could ever stop prime, like 99 to like 2004 Shaq. There's no yeah. one in league history that would, that could even, Will Chamberlain, no. David Robinson got manhandled by Shaq all the time. Like, there's just no one that could do it. So, shout out to Rudy Gobert for thinking that. Like, I, I get it. Like, I respect him for, like, having that opinion. But, no, get out of here. Yeah. Uh, my only thing this week is shout out to everybody that continues to support us and listen shout to everything. Shout out to the homies. Yeah, shout out to the homies. Especially can we call we our did. fans the homies? I mean, we have a lot of homies. Like, between your bowling homies, your Mexico yeah. homies, your <laughs> your pasta night homies your 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 other your 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 nft homies your, your other homies i don't know where are you going next for the homies where are you going next oh the odu homies where are you going i next? forgot yeah so in three weeks i'll be in miami so that's the next All thing right, I'll I'm, be- I'm, out, I'm done whatever <laughs> i'm out i gotta go oh, whatever i'm so, done goodbye with that we out <laughs>